Okay. Blog Talk Radio. All right, here we go. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all the decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. This is Marty Oakley, the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the DS Radio Network. Good evening, everyone, and good morning, Australia. We are live and broadcasting out of the United States of America, where our freedom of speeches are protected. Tonight, we have Beverly Shaw, and Beverly, we already have so many people on the line. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much. Beverly is a mighty warrior. She has already had her story written up in the New York Times. And what she is about to reveal is shocking and horrifying. It's a very interesting twist on guardianship where it's in her inner state. And also the fact that this is a marriage of 44 years and they can come in and break a part of a uh, marriage. But Evelyn, say hello to everyone and welcome. Hello, everybody. Why don't you go ahead and get us started? Let us know how did this happen? You were just going on a vacation. If you want to just let everyone know, how did the whole thing start? Well, my husband had had a stroke a year ago, and then he was kind of confined for a while in hospital and nursing home and was finally home. He was getting better and better and better. He was articulate, um, walking. Everything was going very well, and then in July, he wanted to travel because he'd been cooped up for so long. So we decided to go on a vacation. We wound up in a, we went to Holland, Michigan, had a great time. Then he wanted to stop off at his hometown of Shelbyville, Indiana. Um, he got dehydrated. It was August, 110 degrees. So <clears throat> I took him to the hospital to get IV fluid. They couldn't even get that right. They didn't clean the area and gave him an infection. First, they lied and said it was a severe UTI, which doctors had said they tested for that two days earlier. If it was a severe UTI now, it would have shown up. They are notorious for lying at this hospital. Then um, they treated him for the infection, and... uh, they uh what what they gave him he had a severe reaction to so i had to bring him back again then they wanted to sedate him and i said do not sedate him he had a stroke last year he doesn't handle sedation last time he was sedated three days later he was still not coming around and the doctor wasn't sure if he would ever come around 
<laughs> so I said, do not sedate him. Well, they sedated him anyway. Then, eight hours later, they cannot arouse him with smelling salt and pain stimuli. The doctor looks at the nurse like, oops, he's really not coming to. What do I do now? And out of oh my, my mouth came, you, you incompetent idiots, I'm going to sue the pants off you. I'm taking him to another hospital. So I proceeded to put him in a wheelchair. They manhandled me, threw me up against the wall to force the wheelchair out of my arms, out of my hands, said, you're not leaving anywhere with him. Put up an order of trespass against me, not allowing me to see my husband for three weeks and forcing him into a nursing home. And at first they said, well, he's just got to go to a nursing home for three weeks for rehab. What a lie. Just... They went and um, kept him in a hospital bed, claiming he was sick when he was not sick anymore, just to keep him there so I couldn't get to him while they made these arrangements to put a guardian over him, charging Medicare or Medicaid, whatever it was, for a hospital bed that he did not need. And now make sure everyone realizes your your home your home state is Missouri, is that correct? Yes, yes, we live in Marlboro, and how many, Missouri. And how many years now, have you lived in Missouri? Oh my gosh, we've lived there a good twenty years. And it's so our, you were it's our only. So I think people need to understand: you are a resident of the state of Missouri, and we're on vacation. And this guardianship is happening in Indiana, not even in your home state. And one thing I was telling some, I I want everyone, we have a lot of advocates listening, and this is very key. I was talking to someone who I say is smarter than me. It's not always what you know, it's who you know, right? So I was telling them your story, and and, um, this person brought to my attention something very, very important about your story. So now when we go for all this guardianship, you know, changing bills and this and that, as everyone knows, this is always a state issue. So every state has different laws, and the federal government cannot intervene with state law. So when they have these hearings at the Senate Committee of Aging and stuff, there's really not a lot that the federal government can do. But your case, and I know of one other case in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, that we have spoke about on this show, is the same thing. Someone was on vacation, they were in a car accident, and there was a multi-million dollar payout, so they kept this person in Pennsylvania when they, in fact, lived in New Jersey. So we're now dealing with interstate commerce. When you now have opened the door, and I can get you the documents of this other case, the door is now open to make this a federal issue. Because who has jurisdiction? It should be the state that you reside in. So the guardianship should not be happening in the state of Indiana. It should be happening in the state of Missouri where you reside. And I believe that this is a little bit of a Pandora's box that has been opened. And at this point, we need to really focus at the federal level and the state level because this should not be. 
you are not a yeah. resident of Indiana, and yet, so now we can just travel. I mean, you go on vacation in Florida, and Florida's like the worst state for this, and then you're going to get put in a guardianship while you're on vacation? That's very terrifying. Yeah. And I yeah. believe this is this is where I feel we can really start making some headway at the federal level. So I am asking anybody out there, that has been in this situation where you're from one state, but the guardianship because of travel happened in another state. I want to hear from you. And the email is cause and Marty, C-O-Z-A-N-D-M-A-R-T-I at gmail.com. I want your cases for those situations because this person who I was talking to is also very interested. It looks like this could be something that needs some uh, federal oversight. So, Thank you so much for bringing this and making me realize that we're looking at different states, and this is this is new. It's the scam is ramping up to another level where the yeah, other states are kidnapping. Yeah, yeah. There's All right, more and now, more so, and blatant about it. Absolutely. Now, tell us. I know what everyone is really interested in is. How did you get the big article in the New York Times? That's a really big deal. People try for years to get media attention, and you did it. How did you? What did you do after all this happened? Well, I went to. Um, I tried standing out in Indianapolis, Indiana, handing out flyers, trying to get my GoFundMe going for a lawyer to get money in for a lawyer. Um, I couldn't do it. I got a hundred dollars tops in. A month and a half. Then I went to court by myself, and it was a kangaroo court. Um, For one thing, they kept me from him for three weeks prior to the court date. I couldn't see him, couldn't talk to him, nothing. Then when I go to court, they wheel him in, totally doped up, flying higher than a kite. I go up to him, and I said, oh, honey, I missed you. I love you. Yeah, you love me. They love me. Everybody loves me. He was flying. And the judge said nothing about them bringing in a person that's supposed to speak his will, being doped like that. And then a lawyer, a retired lawyer, listened to the tapes and said he took no time to deliberate this whole thing. His answer, as soon as court was over, was, I had three letters of references from people that have known us 30 to 40 years, stating about our relationship, the excellent care I have always given him, especially since his stroke. I did physical and occupational therapy with him every day. And um, I had everything. I had pictures of him soaked in urine, his tush bleeding at the nursing home. Nothing mattered to this judge. He rolled his eyes and just ignored me basically completely. Then as soon as the court was over, he says, well, the hospital's saying you're not taking good care of your husband, so he's staying at the nursing home permanently. And that's it. Yeah. And so, so I, was judges, like, I was yeah, like, I they had already to know do how they're going to rule. Wow. Yes. I, so I had to do something. After that, I go, this is not going anywhere here. I can't get the media mm-hmm. in Indianapolis into it. I can't get my GoFundMe going. Um, we had previously lived in New York at one point on Long Island. And so I'm like, New York has a lot more media. 
They're not going to be afraid of these local yokos here. Um, and there's going to be more people capable of donating. So I packed up my two goats, which I had to have with me because, for starters, there's nobody at the house. Secondly, it really yeah. made good um, a good attraction to bring people in because they came up to me yeah. because of the goats. I was trying to hand flyers out in New York City. Everyone ignores everybody. But everybody was coming up, go, oh, my gosh, this is too cool. This is, I love this. I mean, people of every age, of every, you know, of every group of class of people. So, so I, um, cool. I was um, in front of, I slept in my car for three to four weeks. At first, continually oh. in Rockefeller Center in front of the NBC building. Um, handing out my flyers, talking with people continuously. And one of the ladies at NBC knew a Times reporter. At first, I handed her the flyer, and she's like, oh, no, thank you. She thought I was trying to get a business going. Anyway, um, she heard me talking. She goes, can I see one of those flyers? And she goes, oh, my God, this is absolutely horrifying. This is wrong. She's like, yeah. I know a New York Times reporter. Do you mind if I give him your name and number? And that's how it started. And then once you get in something – other people start showing interest, too, when you get that first one, especially the time. <laughs> yeah, that's I was why I found you. For... Yeah. yeah. That's I, why I, I found you. It's because, because of that article. Yeah. There's basically three reasons I did it. Make money for the GoFundMe to hire a lawyer. Let people know what's going on and bring attention to try to help my husband to this. Um, because the, I just knew this can't be going on. I've got to do something. I mean, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. 44 years, I haven't done anything by myself. And here I have to do is drive to New York. Fifth, I think it was 15 hours. Um, sit out on the street. My goats are emotional support, registered emotional support goats. And people have told me they do. They really, you can feel the calm from them. Uh -huh. And having something from home that's affectionate and would put its head on my shoulder or on my lap in the car, it kept me going. I mean, it's, it's so hard. I mean, we haven't, he's been retired for 10 years. In those 10 years, we have not been apart for five minutes other than other parts of the property. We did everything together. He didn't need me time. I didn't need me time. Our time was together. So it's been it's, absolutely it's, horrifying. It's so, it's so horrifying, and I can hear the pain in your voice. I can also hear the goats in the background. I just want to let you know how much respect we all have for you, the fact you got creative, the fact that you are bringing awareness. There is, We have a full board right now. This show is going to be very listened to. And I also, in the promo of this show, I have the link to the GoFundMe. So if anybody could help out, there's also at the GoFundMe, um, Beverly is updating on her story. So definitely, even if you can't give, if you would share the GoFundMe, that would be amazing. And it's also a great way for her to keep in communication with us. Uh, we do know that the Guardians hate GoFundMes. 
and they've <laughs> made people try and take them down. So the fact that you've done it, all you need is to get that GoFundMe to go viral, and it's going yeah, to had, expose a lot. Yeah, so I had gotten $22,000 on my GoFundMe, but I paid a lawyer, and he bailed on okay. me a week before the court hearing. Here last month, what? he changed the court date twice. And knowing the hardship that I have to be at motels here, and yeah. then he goes, well, we, do, we don't see eye to eye. You brought the media into this, so I'm resigning from your case. And Did he keep your money? Yeah, yeah he claimed I owed him even more money. And then I had to do oh some repairs between the trip. I um, had to... Uh, and then motel, I slept in the car till the middle of October. Then it got too cold. In New York, you know, some of them were like 200 plus for a motel. Oh, um, my gosh. And then here, it's 125 a night at the motel. And this has been going on since oh. October. I mean, I've got literally because someone had just recently donated 500 into my GoFundMe. <clears throat> I've got four nights oh, left wow. at a motel. And then I'm out of money. I don't know what I'm going to do. And like they said, if well, I sleep in the car or something, they'll be taking pictures of me sleeping in the car, saying she can't take care of her husband. She can't even take care of herself. And there's already you, been a ton like of harassment. You would like to go home to Missouri. I am sure that you could take care of him if you could get home to Missouri where yeah, you both live. Yeah, yes, definitely. Is, I mean, I'd like to. Insane. I'd like to bring him to to a hospital here in Missouri and get him off these drugs they have and safely get him off these drugs Absolutely. and bring him home. You know that is my goal. Oh my gosh! You know, and, and um, something that's pretty much the same. Um, NASCA, who was the commercial that we heard, they're one of our sponsors here, and basically what they say is how these guardians work. It's isolate, medicate, steal the estate. So the first step that yep. they're doing is isolating him. They're keeping you from seeing him because they don't want you to be able to report on what's going on. And then the next oh, thing yeah. they're going to medicate, which you're seeing there, and any estate they're well, going to not... take, and they're also, you know, Medicare and all that, Medicaid fraud that they're going to be billing out. Yeah. But I've got pictures of him so doped up, there's nothing in his eyes. I'm not allowed to take pictures, but when I see him really bad, I take the picture anyway. They throw me out for it, but I don't care. <clears throat> and now they're even lying. Yeah. Claiming I'm taking pictures when I'm not taking pictures. They call animal control on me since they were forced to let me see him more often. All of a sudden, they call animal First off, they make me use a bathroom four or five hundred feet down in the next wing to make it harder on me. Wow. Then they call animal control. The social worker and the director of nursing calls animal control, claiming I'm having the goats in the car while I'm visiting my husband. They had no issue with it. I walk them, you know, I tie them on a tie out, let them eat grass. Then I put hay in the car yeah. and drive over to my husband. Then at lunch, I do the same thing. I go get lunch. I tie them out while I'm eating lunch, come back, put hay back in the car, more hay, and they eat, and I check on them every 15 minutes. Um, so they I'm had no so issue glad with you that. have so, those goats. 
I'm so glad you yeah. have those goats with you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's what they were trying to make trouble for me. Then she yeah. comes, the director of nursing comes up, goes, you, you, the, my aide tells me you were taking pictures down there. Number one, why would I take pictures of other people? That's a complete lie. They've said I've right. agitated my husband and other people by taking pictures. I flat out went in and asked his nurse. I said, have I ever agitated David or anyone here by taking pictures? And she said, no, I just know you're not supposed to have a camera or take pictures. And so anyway, now they can just lie, say anything, and throw me out, you know, throwing their weight around. We all all believe you because they do that to all of us. I would say it sounds like there could be a good aide in there that had said, you know, no, you're not agitating them. And definitely, I know in my my case, yeah, they can be your advocate. when they the one nurse yeah the one nurse is a christian and you know Aww. she seems like a decent person but you know they're also scared so i don't know you know how much they'd be willing right. to, how far they'd be willing to go i just don't trust anything right. anymore in this it's can like you uh, believe this like is happen- can you believe this is no. happening in our country i mean no people i just feel like find I'm, these stories insane yeah, I feel like the end of the world came without me knowing it, and I got left behind in hell. I mean, yeah. no honesty, I, no yeah. nothing, no, yeah. no chance, no – the, the judge, his wife, is a elected uh, House of Representatives official. His dad is wow. a children's lawyer for taking children away. And oh my nobody, gosh. they run the town. Nobody, yep. they, I, even, I tried every lawyer in, in Indianapolis, and they said, well, you're not going to find one in Shelbyville, and Indianapolis doesn't want to trade on Shelbyville. But what happened to everyone yeah. entitled to a lawyer? They well, give me a lawyer. What happens is they go after a lawyer who is actually going to do the right thing, the, these are called predator lawyers that you're dealing with, the predators. They will go yeah. after the good lawyers and team up and get the lawyer disbarred. We've seen examples of this, and that's why the good lawyers don't want to have anything to do with it. And I'm guessing the lawyer that you had um, who didn't like all the media, that was just his excuse because they yeah. Yeah. were putting the pressure on him to disbar. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want he's to do it worried the start, about being but... disbarred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we call it the bar mafia. It's basically these lawyers are running a mafia, and a judge is just a lawyer with a black robe. So they're just, yeah. you know, doling it out to their friends. And and this is what, you know, this is Marty's show. Um, I don't know, you probably, you weren't around when Marty was with us. Marty passed away this past April, and this podcast is been on the air for almost 15 years and marty has oh, wow. been reporting on this yeah and we're carrying marty's torch so you're here helping me to do that by coming on the show tonight uh, it's very sad that we didn't we didn't get the problems resolved before marty passed away and but mm-hmm. marty was a fierce advocate and really when she found out about this crime going on 
She was sounding the alarm everywhere. And that is why this is an internationally listened podcast because of Marty Oakley yeah. and everything that she was exposing. And, um, yeah, this is this is not a new crime. It's definitely been going on. But, you know, it's like exponential. More people are experiencing it, so there's more people who – who can tell their stories now and there's got to be a tipping point where the main mainstream media will really start to run with these stories and we're so glad that you got one there in the New York Times is that reporter willing to do a follow-up story are you staying in touch with that reporter um, or is I that know, secret? Channel, Might I be know secret. the TV station is trying to do a follow-up on Zoom um, I've, I've emailed the Times reporter seeing if he can, you know, keeping him updated. He told me to keep him updated. I haven't heard from him recently. <coughs> but then people get uh, get busy and, you know, certain things. Some some media here locally now wants to join in. They investigate it. In fact, the media here is the ones that told me that the judge is a board member of this Vazia guardianship trying his own cases. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Talk about conflict of of interest. Yeah. And a lot of them are, um, yeah, what was I going to say? I just lost it. (laughs) We're talking about all the corruption and all their extra special positions. That these people yeah. are, I oh, mean, yeah, the media, wow, it's the so media blatant to, and obvious. Yeah, the media wanted to kind of see what happens if the judge would make the right decision this time. I put pressure on him to make the right decision on the 16th. <coughs> nice. We're and definitely going to want to hear how that goes down. Yeah, this I is my main. Good thing. Getting the media, getting the media involved from what we've seen is the only solution. There seems to be yeah. no other solution. Everyone everyone who listens, we've all filed our complaints with every sort of agency under the sun, and they're all ignored. Yeah. The only yeah, time I, that I, any uh, action happens, media. The board, the board of Health, the Attorney General's office, I filed complaints yep. everywhere, nothing. They don't care. It, yeah. This place has been shut down countless times. They just changed their name. They have a, like a five-point-something rating with Medicare now. They've only been open for a month oh. under their name. You know, they just get a clean so they keep switching the LLCs. Yeah, that makes sense. So they could just keep switching ownerships in the LLCs. That's, yeah. that's, uh, very re- that's, that's very revealing. Well, you know, you think about Britney Spears. She was in that conservatorship where they like stuck a U. Uh, what is that called? UID in her or whatever. Um, that's pretty invasive to force something like that in somebody. And she yeah. was in that um, guardianship for 14 years, and it wasn't until the media started reporting on it that she was set free. So I'm very yeah. encouraged to hear that the media is definitely sharing your story. And I don't know, may I ask, how old are you and your husband that you're living this life right now? I'm 65, and he's just just going to turn 70 in February 12th. I turned, 60, I turned oh, 65 uh, January 12th, and he turned 70 on February 12th. Oh, my gosh. And this well, is how have, you're living. 
Yeah, I even have, I typed out a petition because we had just been at the farmer's market before I took him to the hospital two days earlier, and everybody talked to him because I had the goats with me, and they all knew us through our goats. And I put down, we have a a stand at the farmer's market where we saw David Shaw on such and such date. He was healthy, happy, articulate, doing well. And everybody signed up. And now he's like a... like a vegetable. Well, Can't even stand. It's obvious the hospital's trying to cover their butt because they messed up. And yeah. they're also guardianship. They're in collusion with the judges and the attorneys in the nursing homes because it's, they're going to basically bill Medicare, Medicaid. It's a fraud. Um, yeah. There's, well, we've definitely seen this when, over and over. Yeah. Yeah. When they, when they put up the trespass order, there's a cop, he said, I'm not your enemy, I just have to enforce what they do. But he goes, evidently they do this a lot, of their precision and expertise and of executing this, they evidently do this a lot. And I've wow. seen that guardian in there more than once, you know, talking with people. So I don't know how many, and I've met two other people, but they were under a gag order. They were trying to get a loved one out of a guardianship. I don't know where from or what, they wouldn't talk about it. It, yeah, they, they always like didn't. to put gag orders on everybody. Yeah, they, they so still didn't have them reveal the crime. Yeah, it's wow. like, give them to me, send us on our way, I'll sign a gag order after that, not before. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm not out to make a name for myself or fame or money. I just want my husband back. I don't want to sue, but if they keep it up, I'm going to have to sue on my behalf for one thing, to make up the money yeah. that I'm losing. Another thing, exactly. maybe that's the only way to get attention to them. Like, okay, I can't sue on my husband's behalf, but I can sue on my behalf. Lawyers have Absolutely. told me I could make a multi-million dollar suit. The proof is there about the harassment, yes. about my rights being infringed upon. But I really just Absolutely. want my husband back and put this behind us. That is my yeah, one and only goal. I hope your court is going to go well. The fact that you've done so much media, the judge, sometimes they got to let one go. But the sad thing is, yeah. is the people who aren't fighting. Did you know that a gag order, uh, people can fact check this. The only re- way that a gag order is supposed to be imposed in the United States of America is if there would be a potential jury trial so that anything that you said wouldn't in somehow affect the jury. There's no <laughs> jury trials going on in guardianship. These gag orders yeah. are unconstitutional, and these judges are doing it. And we've actually had people on the show that have disobeyed the gag orders and have been thrown in jail. So the fact that these probate judges can basically violate and ignore the Constitution and throw people in jail is is yeah. insane. If any media is listening, I can, like, give you the names of these people who have gone to jail. Um, for everyone who loves Reverend Ralph, we're in contact with Reverend Ralph. Um, keep them in your prayers. It's it's the same old kind of stuff. He actually went to jail two times because of these probate courts because he wants to see his, and we can't even say 
Well, he wants to see his very special loved person. We can't even say who that is because of all the gag mm-hmm. orders. This is yeah. and this is a different state. This is unbelievable what's going on in our country. I have to ask, was your husband a veteran by any chance? No, he was no he's not. He almost was. But. Okay. But you know what? Mm-hmm. They do it to veterans. Um we've definitely had our share of people that were veterans that this has been done to. You know, we um oh, yeah. can take some calls. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the number and let's see if anyone wants to ask some questions. The call-in number, for those who are streaming live on the Internet, you're going to have to hang up and call in. The number is 917-388-4520, and press the number 1 so that I can see that you want to ask a question. So, you know, we still have about a half an hour on, so feel free to ask some questions while we're discussing this this, uh, case. Now, um. Let's talk about these goats because this is, we have to have something fun to talk about too. This is so (laughs) unique and interesting. How long have you had the goats and what what brought you to these goats? Yeah, I want to hear about them. We originally, uh, I had my first goat. She was in my neighbor's house. They were bottle feeding her. I fell in love with her, got my first goat. She lived to be almost 12 to 15, I think 13 years. And I had five goats. And um, wow. uh, I had three horses, a mini horse. And, uh, oh, gosh, I can't even hardly go there. When, while my husband had the stroke, my neighbor went and she kept wanting my horses. And I wasn't going to sell them. So then, yeah. she, and she kept calling the Humane Society on me, saying that oh, I'm not no. caring, for the, caring for them. They'd come down. They'd be like, I ought to sue this woman because there's nothing to matter. This happened, this went on for three years. And then when my husband had the stroke and she knew when I was there and not there, she actually poisoned one of my horses. I was going through weeds. I was going through weeds, throwing out the toxic weeds off to the side of the uh, barn where they can't get to it. And I come back, you know, I was feeding at 10 o'clock at night and 5 o'clock in the morning and cleaning out stalls. It was dark. I couldn't see. Then all of a sudden I realized all that toxic hay is gone and one of my horses is down. So she calls the Humane Society. They came and took every one of my animals, every one. And, it, oh and we, we, at, during a thunderstorm, after a thunderstorm, even if it was 2 o'clock in the morning, me and my husband would go out and check on the goats <laughs> because they don't like noise. Um, my husband was at 23-degree uh, weather, freezing rain, up on the roof of the goat house because there was a leak, putting a large sheet of plastic over the roof so that the goats won't get cold, won't get wet. He was a popsicle when he was done. We did everything for our animals. And then once the Humane yeah. Society got them, she had her friend go and take them, get them from the Humane Society because our animals trust us with our pardon. That's interesting that they, that's another sound of uh, corruption. I need to hook you up yeah. with uh, Debbie Dahmer and uh, Voices Carry for Animals. That, yeah, I mean, it's wow. Like, how much more do they want to take from me or do to me? 
it's it's just like unbelievable. And my husband couldn't take yeah. it. He kept saying, "Where's the goats?" I said, "They took them." He goes, "Get them back, please. Get them back." And the doctor said, "You're going to have uh-huh. to get him a goat or two because he can't handle it." So we were actually traveling through Paducah, Kentucky, and there were some goats out in the field, and I found out who owned them and bought the two goats for my husband. And he, the doctor said, uh-huh. register them as emotional support so that you can have them. And it was funny because my um, the fr- marshmallow, the white one, came running up to me, stayed by my side, wouldn't leave my side. Brownie... She's got a she's white with a boar head, a brown head. She ran from me like I was the plague. So he snatched them both up, put them in the barn. My husband came in with his wheelchair. Brownie ran up to him and put her head on his lap. So it was Aww. his and her goat. And it sounds oh, like misses. you have a really good doctor back there in Missouri that would yeah. You know, to do all these things. So uh, yeah. this is this is crazy. Your your husband should be in Missouri with this really good doctor that knows him so well. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And yeah. they lied. They said that's what they were going to do: send him to rehab and then send him home. You know, to his doctor and his family. He hasn't even seen his grandkids since July. Oh. <laughs> No Christmas, oh no nothing. He hasn't even seen daylight. The only place I can visit him oh is in God. that lunch room. Can't even go in his room. Nothing. They don't do a thing with him. He sits there like a vegetable, sleeping all day. Because he's drugged up. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've got pictures of him now, where he can't keep his eyes, you know, open. You know, and they're all time stamped, so it shows how he's continually all day doped up. Wow. I mean, I try to make sure that. Are you able to get any medical records? Are you able to get a hold of any medical records? Only the Guardian. Yeah. Cannot. Only the Guardian. But (laughs) here the other day, David got smart. They, They give him eight pills, and he spit them out. Good. He spit them out on the floor, and I hurried up and picked them up. I took a picture of them. Now they're wet, so some of the markings aren't there. <clears throat> but uh-huh. I still have them. I wrapped them up in paper towel, and you know I had taken pictures while they're still, you know, maybe identifiable. Right. So right. I'm hoping because- to try to find out what it is because they won't. I know. There was a nurse there during Christmas. She didn't know the circumstances. I asked her, what are you giving him? And she said, are you his POA? I am his POA. I have power of attorney. So I said, yes. Right. And, he, and she said, how dull you spar? And, mm. and uh, oh, gosh, another one with an A. They're antipsychotic oh, drugs that make you mindless. Let me. They did that to my uncle too. Ativan. He was on. Was it Ativan? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Activan. Okay. So. So they're probably breaking the 1987 Nursing Home Act that was signed by Ronald Reagan, 
And what they're doing, I'm going to tell you, so um, because I learned this the hard way, it's called a chemical restraint is what they're doing. And it yeah. is against the federal, it is against the federal law. And why these places do chemical restraint is because they don't want to have to pay, they want to make the most amount of money. So if you have yep. someone who can walk around and, you know, walk around and take care of themselves, then the nursing home is going to have to hire a staff person to help this person walk around so they don't fall or, you know, all these things yep. So and do activities with people. So the way the nursing home can make money is by, I mean, you can't literally tie the, tie the patients to the bed because that would be obvious. So what they do is yeah. called a chemical restraint is they're chemically restraining oh, him yeah. with these drugs. And Halidol is the drug of choice. Halidol is the drug of choice. Halidol, the one that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. it says on Halidol's label, do not give to elderly dementia patients high risk of death and permanent brain damage. And he was diagnosed with dementia, which is drug-induced, but still he's diagnosed with it. They have no right giving him that. Right. And the other thing is I heard recently – that the doctor that they're using was accused or suspected back in 88 of killing her husband with drugs. I don't oh know my. if that's true or not. I, have, I haven't been able to find but, out any facts, but this was an elderly lady here in Shelbyville. She was at my motel because her pipes were frozen, and she knew everything and everybody. And wow. that's what she told me. Yeah. A lot of the harassment uh, started also when I started asking who their doctor is. They oh, started more and more harassing me, trying to run me off. They know and, that you know. And, You're obviously not rolling over and yeah. letting them walk on you. Yeah, and I get, I'm in a parking lot, and here comes the police. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah. Well, we got a call saying you needed help, they thought. Okay, harassment number huh. one. Then, yeah. here the other day, I pull up to the motel. Here's the police behind me. Um, we got a call that you was driving crazy. I just kind of had to make sure you weren't drunk. Harassment number oh, two. Yeah. You know, just anything to show me what they can do. These are their tactics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told you, of course, off. We won't say it on the on the show because you never know when your enemies are listening in. But this whole federal thing, we're definitely going to be contacting some senators about this because they can intervene. They usually will say, this is a state issue, this is a state issue. You're not a citizen of the state of Indiana. You, yeah, they should have no, license. they should have Missouri. We've got our driver's license if it says Missouri and our home address and in I'm Missouri. Guessing, right. This is, they, they might have messed up here. So we're definitely want to be looking at that angle. Um there's a really strong advocate that I know that lives in Indiana, so hopefully um, I will make sure that she gets a copy of this.
show and see what she can do because she actually lives in that state because this is a problem if they're doing, I mean, they don't have jurisdiction. They need to let him go home. He obviously has a doctor who knows him, who's been doing a good job with him. I mean, it's so obvious it's a criminal enterprise that it's like a Venus flytrap. You fell into the trap. You were in the wrong place at the wrong time. There's nothing that you did. They asked me, oh, you're not from here? Do you have friends and family here? No. Do you have a large support group back home? I said, no, it's pretty much just me and my husband. Um, We have a son. (laughs) They were grilling me, and we have a son, and he's finally kind of willing to step in. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I just have to see what happens with that. But the whole thing is just so illegal. That would be just like from one guardianship to another, too. I mean, it really should be dissolved. Very illegal. It's very obvious. I mean, when they, I guess the answer is for anyone listening, when you ask, do you have a strong support group? You always say yes because maybe they won't attack you. But you are gonna, you are gonna have a strong support group with our listeners and all the friends that you're going to be making through all the different media that you're getting. If I had known, if I had known what they were doing, I would have, my answer would have been completely different. Absolutely. But you didn't know. Nobody knows. No, that's important. That something like this is going on. Yeah. That's why it's important for me to let people know to prevent this from happening to anybody else. It should never happen. Never. No, not ever. It's it's so disgusting. And we see it prevalent, more prevalent in certain certain states than other states. So in Yeah, I even tried I even tried uh contacting the governor. I gave him an email, no response whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And he he appointed I mean, that judge. So Oh yeah, they're that's how they're making money. You know, we want to figure out how is the money getting laundered and we can't, you know, we don't have access to all these judges' bank accounts, but most likely it's through campaign donations, which that's, you know, totally legal for them to do all these campaign donations. But, you know. Yeah, it was in New York. They caught caught two judges and a guardian in New York, indicted them for this. Tell us about that. That's, well, I let's just hear, know, I know you just were telling me this is yeah. a good this is a good start. So what yeah, did the judge, know, how did the judge get caught? Um, well, I guess they had somebody working undercover at the nursing home or something, or uh, it was a ah. TV station actually. It was a TV reporter that was investigating it, and wow. I just know I just know someone uh, someone had given me a lawyer's name and number because this had happened to him but he said since it's indiana he can't really do anything but he said right. two judges and a guardian just got indicted in brooklyn for this and um yeah you know that's basically all i know i tried looking it up on the internet and i did read something about it wow we're gonna have to research that that's that's something that's encouraging to see that there should yeah. that there could be some investigations going on. Uh, I've always yeah. maintained there's two different charges 
Oh, we got someone asking a question here. Um, let's see. I'm going to put you over here. Area code 773. They're coming over. Area code 773, you're live and on the air. Who do we have here? Yes, good evening. This is Aldona. And Hi, Aldona. I want to God bless you. For calling yes, in. Thank you. I want to uh, say God bless you to the lady that is fighting for her husband. I saw your picture in the newspaper with the goat, and it cracked me out that the one brave woman knows how to pay attention to show uh, people how to bring awareness of guardianship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not alone. They, they murdered my mom in 2020. And my mom was wow. only six months under guardianship. And for these people, nothing, like we don't exist. Family doesn't exist. Yeah, like my exactly. mom is such a sh- my, my mom was mixed up with another patient in the first hospital, but she got out. But then she ended up in the two more hospitals, and they neglected her very badly. So they put guardianship on her. And we couldn't get my mom out. And yeah. even lawyer said to us, well, we can take your mom to court, but my ma- they over-medicate my mom, and my mom was talking oh, yeah. nonsense. So I'm thinking, oh, yeah. if she will go to court and talking this way, no way that we will get my mom out. So yeah, they exactly. know how to manipulate everything. Then my mom was what? in three hospitals. Then they said, well, the state doesn't want your mom, but they didn't like that my mom was in three hospitals. And I'm like, if I would be neglecting my mom, I would never take her to hospitals. I would never give her yeah. care. But that, exactly. that's what right. we did. Same thing with me. And, yeah, every time my husband makes a remark about he wants to go home, they drag him up even more. They don't want him saying that. Yes, my mom was wow. said, on my knees, I'm begging you, take me home, and and uh, and nothing, nothing was working. And yeah, I wish you yep. the best to get your husband out. And like I said, your uh, picture walking in New York with goats, I think oh, this wow. is like a, forever will be the story. And I, and I, I believe yeah. that sh- sh- farmers will be striking on uh, February third. I saw on Facebook in the United States, maybe we should join them to bring awareness of guardianship because otherwise yeah. we will be fighting forever. Yeah, exactly. I, was, I put yeah. on my Facebook, I'm trying to get anyone that can show up on the 16th here in Shelbyville to show up in support. Um, hey, I put that on my Facebook. Will that be will will that will that uh, hearing be on Zoom? Because a lot of people around the country will show up if it's on a Zoom hearing. Now a lot of these real corrupts won't let it go on Zoom. But do you know? Well, I don't think it's going to be on Zoom. I don't know for sure. Now I know some media is going to show up. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it on Zoom. They said friends can come. Um, but okay. all media are my friends. <laughs> yes, they are. We're all your friends. Um, what is the biggest, what is the biggest city that's around this place in Indiana? So if, it, so that anyone who's listening can know if they're nearby. Indianapolis, Indiana. 
Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, so if there's yeah, anyone 20, listening 20, that's anywhere near Indianapolis. It's 25 miles south of Indianapolis. Okay. They always like to do these crimes in the suburb. I'm guessing that's a more wealthier suburb of Indianapolis. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, we just have a few minutes left. Do um, we any last-minute callers? Let me read the number again, 917-388-4520, and hit the number one, and hopefully I'm going to see it. We have a lot of callers on here, so I'm not going to see it unless you hit the number one. Aldona, thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and put you back over on mute. Thank you so much for calling in. This is just, I mean, an incredible story. The fact that they shouldn't have jurisdiction of this because you are a resident of Missouri. You're probably registered to vote in Missouri. You pay your taxes yeah. to Missouri. I yeah. mean, this is this is insanity. And I am excited that the media is following. I do believe it's the goats. Oh, we got one more. Yeah. We had another caller. We have a few minutes left. It looks like this looks like we're in the D.C. area and. Area code 301, you're live and on the air. Hi there, it's Brenda from Maryland. Hi, Hi. Brenda, thank you for calling in. Of course, I don't want to take up your time. I just wanted to wish Beverly the best, and she's on my mind pretty much every day. And um, thank you, Cos, for everything, what you do every day. Oh, my gosh, thank you, Brenda. It's just... Take care, you guys. It's just... Thank you, you too, Brenda. Brenda, Brenda. Also, they stole her mom. They stole her mom in guardianship. So we have such a beautiful community, and you just got to know how much everybody. A, we believe you, and also we respect you, and we are here to, you know, to be with you. It just makes a difference knowing that other people have gone through this. It. it yeah. Oh my gosh. Make, when it first it started, a I was. Bit. Yeah, I was completely yeah. on my own when it first started, not one soul. And when my husband had a stroke, a lot of people, friends, just flew the coop. They didn't know how to handle it at yeah. first. And, I mean, he came around. He was talking well, talking normal, everything. They didn't stick around for his recovery. Well, you will and learn so, who your real friends are when these kind of things happen, and that's very unfortunate that this is how we learn who our real friends are. But, you know, um, real quick, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, Let everybody know how can they get a hold of you so that we can all start getting connected. Do you have any ways that people can get a hold of you? Yeah, I mean, I can can get my phone number, my email address, all of it. um, They can text me, um, which my phone number is 573-270. Two two nine nine, and my email address. Would you say address, it again? Because you you lit, oh. you clicked out a minute during one of those numbers. If you want to read that over one more time, please. Okay, it's a five seven three two seven zero two two nine nine. All right, we heard that everyone got my, that phone number. If you're and in the my, media, uh, email, get a hold of her. Yeah, and my email address is D like David, N like Nancy, 
be like Beverly Shaw, S-H-A-W, at gmail.com. It's like All right. Beverly. Thank you so much. And I have you tagged on Facebook from my Facebook friends. And also, let's all get that GoFundMe shared, even if you can't help out with funds because the guardians and the lawyers have drained your estate. Please share it anyway because it's also an awareness thing. If this could go viral, this brings exposure. So it's not, it's yes, we want to raise money, but we also want to raise awareness and exposure. So I'm going to be sharing it when um, later this evening. And we are just so thankful that you came on the show. You explained what was going on. So incredible. You kept your composure because I know this is a serious and emotional issue. And I am so sorry for everything that you're going through. We definitely want well, to hear an you. update of how we want to hear an update of how this court hearing goes. You are welcome to come back at any time. And we're going to real quick thank our sponsors. Our sponsor is one of our sponsors is NASCA, the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse. And uh, Beverly, if you haven't done this already, you should get a hold of them. The email address is stopguardianshipabuse.org, and they do post the stories, and then we can get your Times article posted up at that website, and they do um, profiles for everybody by state. Okay. It's a great place yeah, to connect could, with other people. Did they reach out? Could, if you could text or email I, me that address, would appreciate it. I don't have paper and pencil I, right here. I absolutely I will. It is a great organization, and if you are in the United States, that's where you want to reach out is to NASCA. If you are international, because unfortunately this is an international scam, so we do have um, one of our biggest sponsors is out of Australia, and that is AASGAA.org. It stands for the Australian Association to Stop Guardianship and Administrative Abuse, AASGAA.org. If you are listening any of the other country, especially it sounds like these Commonwealth countries uh, like Canada, England, uh, Ireland, these uh, Commonwealth, they have are sharing similar laws, and I'm learning all about this. You want to reach out to this group in Australia, and they are working at International. Another person that is our really amazing supporter is Marcel Reed, and we want to wish Marcel a happy birthday. She, it was her birthday oh, yesterday, you. and she's so amazing, and I hear there might be a rumor that she's at a surprise party tonight, and that's why oh. we haven't um, been able to hear her beautiful voice. But her name is oh, Marcel wish, Reed, and wish. she's the founder. Yeah. Yeah, wish her a happy birthday from me. Wish her a happy birthday from me too, please. She, she's, she will listen to the playback. Um, Marcel Reed is an amazing woman. See, I get to, I get to talk about her because she's not on right now. She is part of the Acorn Eight. She actually has a wiki page. She's an author, and she is the founder of the Whistleblower Summit. And I have a great announcement. Uh, TS Radio Network has been invited back to have a panel on guardianship. And we'll be doing it live in Washington, D.C., so no more COVID Zoom uh, panels. And the website will be getting updated soon, and we hope to have Marcel on talking about it. But everyone, start uh, set aside July 28th, 29th, and 30th. 
for a great whistleblower summit that hopefully we can all meet in person in Washington, D.C. as we petition our elected officials and tell them about these crimes. Another sponsor is Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page. A lot of corruption going on there in Pennsylvania, and there's a Facebook group that is one of our sponsors. I'll invite you to that group, Beverly, so you can see how okay. they documented a lot of a lot of stuff. So you are not alone in the fight. We're very sorry that you are in this fight. You're not alone. We have a lot of sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of sponsors. Like I don't don't care where I have to go. If there is some kind of a fight I can do in Washington, D.C., I'll go there if you let me know when and where. That that could be... That could be a very good plan. We will definitely stay stay in touch because I've met so many. Um, Elaine Mickman, who has been on here numerous times, that's where I met Elaine Mickman, and she's amazing. And we met at that whistleblower summit. Marty introduced us, and um, she's been she's a dear friend. We talk on the phone. She came and co-hosted with me when we had the famous Diane Diamond on here the end of December. But, um, yeah, there are so many friends that are going to support you in all this, and I hope that we're going to get some really good news when you have that hearing. And real quick, we're going to have someone running for the president of the United States of America will be on the show next week. This is exciting. If you don't know who to vote for, after we have him on, he's running on an independent ticket, you might want to cast your vote to him. I will not reveal his name, so I don't want to say because I want to keep the suspense going. But we're very excited that we're going to have someone running as an independent for president of the United States. So he'll be on next Friday, and one of his big, big platforms is to stop guardianship. So we're going to be hearing from him next week, and we're going to keep the mystery in the crowd so that everyone can wonder who is who is this mass future president that we'll be revealing next week. So everyone, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Beverly, for spending the evening with me. You have been amazing. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and for calling in. Aldona and Brenda, you are so such amazing people, and thank you for always being so supportive of Marty's podcast here. Everyone, have a good night, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, and good night. And I want to thank everyone as well. Thank you. El año pasado, más del 25% de todas las muertes causadas por accidentes de tráfico estuvieron relacionadas con los efectos del alcohol o drogas. No se arriesgue a conducir bajo los efectos del alcohol o drogas. Todos contamos contigo. Un mensaje de la Policía Estatal de Nueva Jersey. One, two, yeah! Honey, are you waxing? Yep, I'm waxing my chest smooth so I can paint it for the big game. While you're doing that, I'll be at BJ's picking up snacks and drinks for our big game party. Maybe a TV. Uh, help me wax my armpits first? Gladly. Holy guacamole! I'll get that too. Get a $15 digital coupon when you spend $150 on practically anything in one transaction through February 11th. Coupon will appear in your digital gallery on February 13th. Terms apply. Go to BJ's.com slash big game for details. Not a member? Join today. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings.